I'm Luka Doncic and this is Lockdown Mavericks Welcome. You are locked on to the Dallas Mavericks. My name is Nick Angstead, media member and coordinator of the Locked On Podcast Network. And joining me, as always, my co-host, contributor at Mavs.com. The grab bag gaggle of guys. The one more thinking. What you got for me, Isaac Harris? Hold on. Hold on. I'm I'm voting for Tim Hardaway for all-star guard right now. <laughs> trying to figure it out. All-star voting is here. Vote for Luka Doncic. Guys, if there's anything about this season, we need Luca to be all-star starter. <laughs> <laughs> it's hard for me to imagine him dropping all the way out of all-star starter after he made it last year, but the way the season is going, can we get is there a way we can get everybody that's doing hashtag free Luca and people that are just tweeting free Luca? Is there any way we can trick those people into getting those to count as votes? Because oh man, I, I probably got two hundred quote tweets on my my video of Luca frustrated after the game just people saying just people saying uh free Luca like using the hashtag oh, or just say I mean no. it was just it was so many it's just a new it's a new era of NBA fans right they're you know back proprietors in, uh, of chaos Isaac Harris <laughs> that's what they are don't call them anything else uh, well pl- yeah player fans and, and team fans especially yeah, you, you grow up being a fan of just a player and not a team. And I would assume a lot of those hashtag free Luca people are, you know, just Luca fans and not Mavs fans. And uh yeah, sure. We thank you for listening to the pod. On to, on today's show, we're talking about a whole bunch of stuff. We're talk we'll talk MVP, we'll talk All Star, we'll talk uh, at the very end though, I talk with the guys from Lockdown Cavs. It's a segment from Lockdown Cavs talking about Drummond. So they give me the download. They've watched every single game of his this year. They know him, they've seen him, they've watched him. And so we talk about it. They tried to talk me into a trade with him, and I don't think their argument was uh was that convincing. No. So if you're super into Drummond, listen to that segment for sure and uh and see what they say. Oh. People will definitely listen to that segment. So, but this free this free Luca thing or this you know oh he's gone he's gone all these people saying he's gone when would Luca be able to leave right he'd have to like do something crazy he'd have to demand a trade he would and do, demanding a trade in his rookie year or his rookie deal still is first of all it's unheard of right I don't know if we've ever seen a guy demand a trade during his rookie year and Deshaun Watson no he's past that <laughs> and if he wanted to leave in free agency. He would have to go down the restricted free agent, like restricted free agency thing, where he got an offer from somewhere else. The Mavs are obviously going to match it, and then there, and then he would have to take the qualifying offer and leave as an unrestricted free agent the year after that. So, I mean, if he wants to go down that path, right? If it gets that bad, but this is just a rough patch in the NBA season, right? I, I don't think that yeah. it's gotten to the point where <laughs> this is not. I mean, if Brad Beal, if freaking Bat Brad Beal can stay in Washington for this long, right? I think yeah. Luca can stay in Dallas. Yeah, I'm not even, I'm not even entertaining that stuff. I mean, that, that's so far. I've just seen it. We've never talked about it. So yeah. Well, I mean, come on. We're what 21 games into the season, and people want to start that. We're three years into his career. Um, now, I, I will say this: it's not like you have to. And I think the Mavericks, they obviously know this. We've heard, you know, I've heard national guys say this a lot. It, that landing the big star, landing your generational talent, that's the easy part. It's keeping the generational talent that is the hard part. 
And I, you know, Dallas knows that you're on a, you're on a, a ticking clock, right? I mean, you know that you know nobody's going to turn down that rookie extension for the most part. You know, I mean, it hasn't happened. So, um, you the know, you know you're going to you're probably going to get that you know what seven eight years. And once you get close to the end of that, then it's a then it's a time at that point. You know, barring no hey for, trying to force a trade or something like that. But we're so far out from that. We're so far out from it and so removed from it. But you also have to keep it in the back of your mind, too, that he's so good that you want to win now and you want to show him from the early stages that we want to build around you for your whole career and we'll do anything and everything to keep you when that time comes, too. So it's kind of like both mindsets, right? You have to think about some of these guys that left, too, right? Like, like Luca's ahead of where LeBron was, right? Because they, the, they made the playoffs in his second year and they, the Cavs didn't do that when LeBron was a rookie. Uh, they... He's he's ahead of all these other guys, and and so, man, it, I, they're also those guys all left after their second deal, and so it's just there's so much more time that has to go through. I know we're seeing guys leave every single. It seems like every single year some star leaves, but none of those guys are after their rookie deal. They all do the extension, and then they all leave after that once they are mature in the NBA. Maybe Luca's the first one to do it, but I, I would bet against it at this point. If you're if you're doing yeah. some bet online odds, I would I would bet against Luca leaving. Anyway, a uh, couple of newsy things for the Mavericks. By the way, we are a daily Dallas Mavericks show. I just gonna have been covering the team for six years, both in person and now on Zoom because that's kind of the way that you have to cover it. But we've been covering this team through. Isaac is yawning during this. Is is it so? I've had a really long day, guys. <laughs> is it so? This is so boring. We cover every single game unless they lose in a really bad fashion that really makes us upset. And so we do a post-game show. We'll do five days a week, all that. So a couple of newsy things. Tyler Bay and Nate Hinton sent to the Long Island Nets for the G League bubble. I saw, you know, it says they were transferred. That just means that they're going to the G League bubble with the Long Island Nets. It's not like they traded them or, you know, assigned them or whatever. Well, they assigned them, but they didn't. They didn't send their rights or anything like that. So because because the Texas Legends are not going to the bubble, they opted out. So teams, you know, from organizations from teams that opt out have this option to assign them to a team that you know are there. Correct. Also, Josh Green named the Australia's Olympic squad along with a bunch of other dudes, Joe Ingles and a bunch of guys like that. Pretty cool for Josh Green. So we'll see what that means for him in the coming days. Another newsy thing from the NBA, the All-Star Game. Apparently, it's going to take place March 7th in Atlanta with a skills challenge as well. I, John Corrales, I think, said it best on Lockdown Today. Today, he went on there and he was just like, both in a pandemic and because of the shortened season, this is very stupid from the NBA. You know, for, for both reasons, right? To put every single player that matters in the NBA in one building in one place, right? What if one dude has has COVID and spreads it during the game, right? Like, that could happen. It could slip through the cracks. The tests are not 100% accurate, all that. It would be wild, but if all these guys all of a sudden get COVID and are out, that could be devastating for the NBA. And just, it's a dangerous, unnecessary thing. So, yeah, uh, that's my thought uh, on it. I mean, they're going to make money off of it. We know it's a money entertainment type thing. I don't get it from, yeah. I, I just there's a lot of stuff I don't get. I don't I don't understand the NBA putting out today that hey we're gonna strengthen mask rules and all this stuff, but yet you know you're gonna throw an All Star weekend and allow you know Karen to be on the second row at a Hawks game, but you know whatever you want. <laughs> I'm glad they're allowed back. I guess they might be there for the Mavs game. 
<laughs> yeah, tonight. You're watching this tonight. Let's see True, if they're there. Yeah. Uh, all right, coming up. Let's get into MVP. We voted from the Locked On hosts. Uh, we voted on MVP. If the season ended today, who would be MVP? And so Luca was on the list. He got some votes. We'll see how many, and we'll talk about who actually won. It was incredibly, incredibly close. It was wild to me how close it was. We'll talk about that mm. coming up. But before we do, there – the holidays are finally behind us, which means it's time to catch up on some much-needed sleep. I need some sleep. Isaac was yawning earlier while I was talking. means he needs some sleep. And getting a good night's sleep is so much easier said than done. Our good friends at CBDMD have exactly what you need to sleep harder than NBA media is sleeping on the return of Maxi Kleba. CBD PM blends 500 milligrams of high-quality CBD with melatonin and chamomile and other sleep-promoting ingredients to promote a powerful and effective sleep aid, that melatonin, that puts you right to sleep, man. That's good stuff. And if you want to relax a little bit before bed, CBD bath salts. Infuse CBD with Epsom, Dead Sea, and Himalaya salts to turn any bath into a luxury experience. So CBDMD has all the stuff you need to chill out, to calm down, to get some sleep. Isaac just yawned again. He needs some of this. And to make it even easier to get the year started off right, they're offering all of our listeners 25% off of your next order. Use the promo code NBA at checkout. Once again, that's CBDMD.com. Promo code NBA for 25% off your first purchase of superior CBD products from CBDMD. All right, Isaac Harris. So, like I said, we voted for MVP. If the season ended today, all the NBA ho- locked on NBA hosts, so like 40 of us or so, all voted on this. These are guys that are real locked into the NBA. Essentially, beat writers, right? We're 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 beat potters. Should we start, <laughs> should we start that phrase? Because we we cover every single day, all the games and all that. Uh, I've never even thought about it that way. It is, we hmm. are kind of like that. We're, we're real plugged in. There's there's not many people more plugged in than us to our team for all these guys. So That's true. Luka Doncic received some votes. He received one first place vote, which I thought was interesting. Neither from us, <laughs> I'm assuming. It was not from me. It was not from you. So somebody, I didn't even put Luka in my top five. Somebody, I don't think I put Luka in mine either. He, uh, he also received Please. a third place vote, two fourth place votes, and four fifth place votes so he's getting he's getting some love there for mvp i want to know who the first actually i can look this up i was gonna say can't you cheat and i can cheat and look up who it is because i'm the one that sent out the poll but what do you think about lucas mvp chances right now uh he came in fifth in our in our poll for with the locked on hosts but and i think he'd probably come in lower with with actual voting what does he have to do or what do the mavs have to do for him to even get in that conversation now uh they have to win Uh, that you know i everything inside of me wants to sit here and talk about, you know, Luca for awards or all-star stuff, whatever. All-star is a little bit different than awards and, uh, you know, and hype it up because his numbers are incredible right now. What is he at? 27, eight or nine and eight. Um, yeah, I mean, Luca, he, he's absolutely incredible, but I have to stay true to my word too. I can't last year bash Trey young for putting up crazy numbers on a very bad team <laughs> and sit here and say, Luca should uh, win an MVP award right now for putting up crazy numbers on a bad team right now. And that that's, um, that's where Luca's at. And he's not, I, I can't put him in my top five MVP at this moment because of where Dallas is in the, in the standings. You're going to tell me I have to take away, you know, one of these top guys in the standings. I mean, even when you look at a team like Utah, that is, you know, what second they've been first in the, in the West, the second, second you know, in the West right now. I mean, Donovan Mitchell, Rudy Gobert, something like that. I mean, they're, they're the leaders of that team. Even when you go up into the Eastern conference and, 
Yeah, I mean, the Bucks are still in second. And I'm I'm just thinking of guys who are fourth and fifth. We're not even talking about, you know, we're about to talk about Jokic, Embiid, LeBron. You know, these guys, I mean, I just can't when their teams are at the top of their conferences, I can't put Luca up there right now. So the doubt so Mavericks have to win for him to be considered for this. I don't have names. I did this anonymously so that guys didn't have to sign in to to do this, but the person that voted for Luca MVP. Greg Logan in the the same, I don't have names, but in the same poll uh, I did, who is, which team is most likely to miss the playoffs that made it last year. So like putting Dallas with Miami and Toronto and seeing what people thought about those teams, they voted Dallas, the most likely team to miss the playoffs, even over the magic and the, so somebody just messed, messed with this poll. (laughs) So anyway, uh, I thought that was funny. Yeah, Luca. The the Mavericks have to be better, right? They have to go on a crazy, crazy. He'd have to get so hot from three, so hot from from everywhere. Basically, the Mavs defense would have to just totally lock in. The Mavericks also would have to help him out. The you know a number that I tweeted out today that I've been following and watching is how the Mavericks offense and basically their their team is when Porzingis is on the floor and Luca is off the floor. It hasn't been a lot so far. Um, you know, Porzingis on the floor, Luca off the floor. It's been 203 possessions per cleaning the glass. So it takes out garbage time and heaves and all that. Offensive rating, 98. That's awful. That'd be the, the worst hmm. in the NBA right now. And defensive rating, 116.4. Also awful. Just absolutely awful. Now, the Mavericks' defensive rating with just Luca on the floor is 115. So it's it's a team defensive thing that they're really dealing with right now. But the offense when just Luca is on the floor... 114 points per 100 possessions. So, if you're just if you're following these numbers, basically the offense just tanks. It goes down 16 points per 100 possessions. You know, worse when Luca's off the floor and Porzingis is on the floor. That has to get better, even for Luca to win MVP, because the team has to be better, and for the team to be better, that number has to be better. So, yeah, there's a lot of groundwork to cover for Luca to get in this conversation. But I the- think the pathway would be. Luca averages a thirty-point triple double, and Dallas finishes like fourth. Yeah, some yeah somehow they go on a massive run. They finish with home court advantage at least, and Luca is just a thirty-point triple double, and it's insane. Because then, then all of a sudden, the the COVID players missing injuries that's that narrative starts working for him, right? Yeah. Because oh, they would have been so much better if these guys hadn't missed time and all that. So that yeah. that narrative all of a sudden starts you know helping his case. At the top, though, who actually won in this? Jokic, number one overall. He uh, he got the most MVP votes. He got you know eleven total MVP votes. I had everybody rank it one to five. He had eleven. Embiid and LeBron were tied with eight each, uh, and basically no one else got number ones. Luca got one, and Kawhi got two. But Jokic, number one, just by a hair, like just barely. I I weighted these, so each one got a you know. MVP, you get five points. If you're number two, you get four points and all that down the line. 111 points for Jokic. 110 points for Embiid. 109 points for LeBron. Like, wow. <laughs> that is so like, literally one vote in any direction for anybody. Like, if anybody makes a different choice, that order is so different. So, Jokic, Embiid, LeBron. Who do you pick right now if the season ended today? And my answer is different for if it ended today or, if, you know, who I think will actually win. Yeah, if the season in today, Joel Embiid's my MVP, and uh, I've been there for about a week or so. Uh, just what I mean, what he's done for Philly this year—they're number one in in the East. Y'all know how much you've been listening to this pod. How much winning matters to me when it comes to these awards. And uh, yeah, to be what fifteen and six, I think right now, at number one in your conference, and you're the best player on the team. He's averaging twenty eight points, eleven boards, 
Uh, yeah, a block. He's shooting 40% from three, 54% from the field. Uh, Nick, you know, uh, was it last week? You gave all these numbers of on off and stuff when he's on the floor with like Seth and these guys. And yeah, he's, he's the best player on the best team in the Eastern Conference right now. And he has crazy numbers. I will say this. Jokic, Jokic's numbers and what he's doing right now is is insane. And I think he's clearly number two. Uh, especially, it's just Denver has to win a few more. Winning matters to me when it comes to this. They're fifth in their conference right now. You ask me this in two weeks, Jokic is putting up the same numbers and they're second in the West, then, I, hey, it's a debate. But I think it's definitely Embiid or Jokic, and I'm, I'm going with Embiid. Yeah, I'm going for I'm going with Embiid now too. That's who I voted for. I vote for MVP for Embiid for MVP if the season ended today. I think LeBron will win it. I think that they'll the rest of the season. Uh, I, I, I don't trust the Sixers to to play this well the rest of the season. But yeah, I think that that Embiid right now he he would have it for all the reasons you just said. Um, absolutely, absolutely great season from him so far. It's so close to those three guys. It's pretty wild. And I don't really feel like the Lakers have really put the foot on the gas yet either. Uh, and maybe yeah. they won't. Maybe they'll just, you know, they'll just coast. There are a lot of a lot of teams in their second season kind of coast. The 2001 Lakers, they're, you know, kind of an outlier as the one team that had a defense outside of the top 15. They had like the 20 like fifth rated defense in the NBA with the year that they won the, the second of the three-peat with young Kobe and Shaq. And that's because they just kind of coasted throughout the whole regular season. So maybe they're doing that, but uh, they still have, you know, decent record and all that. Jokic, Jokic being that high, man, he is, uh, oof. <laughs> if we if we would have put money down on his MVP odds, that was one that we were targeting. If y'all if y'all have been listening before the season, y'all know that we we threw out there Lillard and you know Jokic MVP yeah. odds heading into the season, and I wish I would have put money on that. I, you know, Jokic is better than Lillard right now, but yeah. Yeah, if we would have put odds on that, that would have been that would have been super nice. If we could have got that. Speaking of speaking of Lillard, let's talk All Star stuff real quick. So, an underlying thing with the James Harden trade is it takes Harden out of the West. So that takes you know a guy who would be fighting uh, or who started alongside Doncic or they did the draft and stuff. He was the you know one of the two Western Conference guards last year with Luca, uh, but. I think it's a, a three-way battle, right? I mean, as far as like the guard starting spots for for the West, if they're just taking two, am I wrong? Are they taking three forwards on this? Yeah, three. It's yeah, it's three forwards, two guards. Okay, so Luca is a guard. Yeah, I think it's a battle between three guys, and I'll be really curious on where the voting. I mean, James Luka Harden gets a ton leaving of, helps. <laughs> yeah, Harden leaving helps. So you're looking at Luca, Steph Curry, Damian Lillard. And yeah. I know Utah is going to get really pissed about Donovan Mitchell. He should be a reserve. Outside of that, I don't know who would even have uh, like a case, I guess. Um, I mean, like Jamal Murray. Tim Hardaway Jr. is very close. Uh, but, yeah, like if you put but, one of the Clippers guys, like, you know, Kawhi or Paul George, if you could put one of those guys there. But they're not maybe, guards. But they're, they're so, not. They're, yeah. they're not going to be in that case. Uh, CJ McCollum's having a great season. But, I John mean, Durant? even this. Yeah, John Morant. I mean, even. Uh, you know, the, the Suns guys, Booker, Chris Paul. Chris Paul, but, yeah, he should be. But still, I, I think I think for All-Star Game, outside of the awards, I think for All-Star Game, Luka should be a starter. And he should get a ton of votes. I think, for me, it comes down to who gets the second spot, Steph or Damian Lillard. And that's crazy because their numbers are kind of similar. 
I think we underestimate the amount of Steph fans out there. I think it's going to be Luca and Steph, like an insane margin of MVP votes. And then the, the next, like underneath was. Or all star votes. <laughs> uh, I feel like. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm sorry, not an MVP, all star votes. Yeah, it's going to be an insane, like they're going to have such high numbers. And then below that, it's going to be Lillard. And everyone's going to be like, oh, Lillard should have got in. He's snubbed again. Yeah, I feel like that will be a debate. Like Lillard yeah. should be over Luca and all this stuff. Yes, but, yeah. Oh, well. Oh, well. That's it. So, all right, uh, coming up, let's get into Andre Drummond. <laughs> a lot of people have asked about Andre Drummond. I talked to the Locked On Cavs guys about Drummond and about why he would be a good fit for the Mavs and actually what he, you know, actually has brought to the Cavs team and what he looks like. So, get it from the actual people that actually know the local experts, Locked On Cavs guys, Chris and Evan. So, we'll talk to them coming up. But before we do, Isaac Harris, betonline.ag. Go there and sign up for a free account, betonline.ag. Use that promo code LOCKDOWN. Get a 50% welcome bonus. And there's so many uh, prop bets, different things that you can do right now and put on the Super Bowl, all kinds of stuff, daily lines for the uh, for NBA, for college, for all kinds of stuff. Lockdown Bets has something to watch for every single day, a bunch of different lines and things that you can watch out for. So you can check out that um, right now. You can bet on all kinds of different games for the NBA that they're you know that are playing tomorrow. I don't think I don't see the Mavericks on today, so I don't think that you can you can bet on those. But they have a bunch of specials. They have is Beal going to get traded? Bradley Beal's next team: Pelicans number one, Nuggets number two, Golden State number three, Mavericks number four plus four hundred odds. That'd be quite mm. the trade if the Mavericks were able to pull that off. But you can go ahead and bet at that on Bet Online. Never heard of that idea. Again, use the promo code LOCKDOWN for 50% welcome bonus, and uh, you can get that with your first deposit. Bet online, your online sportsbook experts. Joining Lockdown Cavs now is Nick Angstead, the host of Lockdown Mavericks, our guru NBA channel coordinator in the Lockdown Network. Nick, what's up, buddy? Wow, guru. I'm not sure if I've ever been called that. I was going to drop it. an avatar reference because I know, like me, you're an avatar guy, but um, I, I didn't have that like Excuse quite in my... Me. I'm an avatar. I'm the one who introduced <laughs> you to avatar. That's true. That's true. Every- guys, guys, tell me about your chakras. Like, what's going on? Is there is the energy still flowing, or are you guys oh, still like I'm blocked up? Blocked up right now. Just after that, the Mavs are blocked up as well. By the way, their chakras are not flowing. <laughs> I, I'm I'm just here trying to vibe. You know, I'm just trying to. I'm like uh, I'm just trying to go like be like Toph and just hang out in the in the forest and let people leave me alone at the end of my life. I'm just going to go chill. Even though I mean really bad mom. But anyway, uh check out Lockdown Avatar which doesn't exist for for your for your avatar <laughs> takes. But uh, we're going to talk about Andrew Drummond here. Uh Nick is not enthused about this in the way Sean Woodley was. Um Nick, when I say Andrew Drummond, let's trade him to Dallas Mavericks. What is what is your reaction? Oh, we're doing word association. Andre Drummond, uh, rebound. Andre Drummond, hairy shoulders. Andre Drummond, <laughs> blonde girl from iCarly. Oh, oh Andre God. Drummond. Uh, yeah, those are like the the three things. I that just come to appreciate mind. the oh. iCarly and the hairy shoulders <laughs> things. I thought I'd be the only one who noticed the hair on his sh- the fuzz he has going on his shoulders. It it is it is it still back? Because I remember at the beginning of his career, it was kind of a big deal, and I haven't really heard about it since then. And I've I've watched a couple of his games, and I don't know if I've noticed it, but maybe my TV's not HD enough. Um, I I notice it every now and then. I think like maybe it's just 
maybe I didn't know it was a thing either that someone else just I always just noticed whenever you played for Detroit especially I'm like that dude's got some hairy ass shoulders and then especially <laughs> the Cavs were, they swept the Raptors that one year I was just or not the Raptors the Pistons that one year excuse me just getting wishful thinking over here but um no that was just just yeah that's what I thought of just right away I'm like huh how about that he's got some hairy shoulders that Mr. Drummond so I think for Mavs, so for Mavs fans, there's a certain segment of them, and I think it's probably a minority, but that really, really want Drummond and say that Drummond can come in and fix some of the things that are wrong with the Mavs. There's a lot of things wrong with the Mavs right now, but in general, when the Mavericks are playing better basketball than they are right now, which they're playing their worst basketball right now, but when they're playing better basketball, that they, they struggle defensively in the paint. They struggle to get boards. They struggle with uh, you know toughness and like Rudy Gobert just kind of rolled all over them this this last you know matchup between those two teams was a, a pretty good example Donovan Mitchell didn't even play and the Jazz just rolled over the Mavs and so that specific matchup and others against Jokic and other big men have caused certain Mavs fans to say well why don't we just get this guy he's probably available look what the Cavs had to trade to get him last year right it was basically nothing and so, sorry, what was it, John Henson and Brandon Wright? Sorry, guys, uh, but basically. Out of the, both out of the league. You know, it is what it is. Yeah, basically nothing. So, they want to add some toughness. They want to add some rebounding. However, as a person that has watched Andre Drummond, uh, <laughs> I know that that is not necessarily the case. Yes, he will bring rebounding. Yes, he could bring some other things. But I'm not convinced that a guy shooting under 50% from two-point range, right, like a seven-footer, is going to come in and fix some of the Mavs' problems. Plus, he's also taking, you know, like, what, 18, 16 shots a game right now. There's just certain things about Andre Drummond I'm not sold on. His defense I'm definitely not sold on. I think he's a guy that tries to get blocks and steals and doesn't really do the things defensively that actually – like causes good defense, right? Like all he does is is try and, and get those steals and blocks. But tell me if I'm wrong on any of that, because I've been completely against this the whole time, even though Mavs fans have pushed back on me several times. No, I don't think you're wrong either. But Chris, I feel like I'm dominating the mic here. So if you want to elaborate for me a little bit, I, I think Dallas makes sense in the sense that like if you put him in there and like you can get him to understand that he's like the third, fourth banana. Um, Behind Luca, like playing with Luca, playing under Rick Carlisle, who I don't know how him and Carlisle would mesh. That's like an open question I would have about this. But like him, him playing with KP, like if you can get him to understand that this is like his been his best chance to win, and it's partially because he's not the center of whatever the team is doing. I think that's ultimately a good thing. Now, like, does he want that? We don't know. Um, you know, does Dallas believe in him as sort of like the fixer? I have a, I think that's like a fair question of like he's actually the answer to sort of what ails them. Um, I understand the rebounding question, but it's also like, you know, like, what are you, what are we doing here in terms of like adding spacing around Luca? Like, did, does this take away like KP at the five? And I know KP hasn't been good yet, but like, you would assume that KP at the five is like kind of your go-to closing. And like, are you taking away minutes from Maxi Kleba, who's going to be back um, soon? If I'm if I'm correct about that, but yeah, yeah, should be back on Monday. Maxi Kleba. Whenever pretty, you guys listen to this, Ma- Maxi Kleba's pretty good. So, um, yes, I, I, like you have questions there i don't know if it's the best asset management um there's actually a player that if i was Dallas, i'd be trying to get torian prince more than i would be andrew drummond from the Cavs. and that nick the trade i sent you was um two expiring tim hardaway uh james johnson in exchange for drummond and torian prince i think that the the Cavs are probably asking for like a f- i know the the dallas is sort of pick strapped um because of the kp trade but um if you could do you know, if they could throw in like a future second, I think that that gets you somewhere a little bit to the grease the wheels. Because, How available you know, is Josh Green? Kind of 
or Tyrell. <laughs> Should have taken Desmond uh, Bain. He's uh, he's available for all advertising purposes and uh, yeah <laughs> he's he's a, he has time basically on his hands. I'm not sure how available he is Mavericks asset wise, but he's somehow he's somehow in the Mavs doghouse right now, not getting a ton of minutes. So. Should have taken Desmond Bain. Nick, is that should have oh should have taken Desmond Bain twice. Also should have taken uh, Sadiq Bay, but you know we're not we're not holding the, that against the Mavs currently. Not yet. Um, but is does that framework of a trade? Does that appeal to you? I, I think for some Mavs fans, they're so ready to get rid of Tim Hardaway Jr., right? Like, the good and the bad of Tim Hardaway Jr. just comes. Is he, He's a 50-50 player, right? 50% of the time, he's going to bring something really good. He'll hit eight threes, four threes. He'll hit a bunch of shots, and all of a sudden, he'll have, like, a 16-point quarter, and you'll go, man, like, Tim Hardaway Jr., yeah, let's go. Other 50% of the time, he's losing his guy on defense. He's not fighting over screens. He's, you know, doing the, you know, like, you know, throwing crazy weird passes and just just weird stuff sometimes from Tim Hardo Jr. Mistakes and lapses and all that stuff. So if you if Mavs fans can't really get over the fifty percent where he messes up a lot, and so I think they'd be ready to get rid of him. However, I feel like Andre Drummond would be that same sort of player, right? Like, and so I think he just would be replacing one problem with another. And I would rather keep the shooting for me, at least, of Tim Hardaway Jr. than to, to get a Drummond. I think some of these Mavs like problems can be fixed just by getting everybody back together, getting Maxi Kleba back. I'd rather have Maxi Kleba play the minutes that, you know, Andre Drummond would play, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, I think I think I don't think that's a crazy thing to say. He's their best defensive player and their best three-point shooter right now. And so, getting a guy that would like like Chris said, take minutes away from Maxi Kleba. I'm just not about that. And maybe it could help the Mavs in certain certain cases, but like Chris, you said Andre Drummond would have to be okay with being the fourth option, like being a, a you know, the third, fourth banana. I don't think he would be a banana, right? Like all all the Mavs would ask him to do is pick and roll and catch lobs. That's kind of the only thing that they would want him to do. And I'm just not sure that a guy like Andre Drummond, who might make the All Star team this year, is going to be okay with that. I don't know if he'll make the All Star team necessarily, but um, I don't know. I, I I think Carlisle is a good coach. Is a clear pecking order in Dallas with Luca being the premier piece. I know some fans are weirdly upset with Porzingis, but I feel like Porzingis is still going to be there. Um, I think that's not really that huge a deal either, but um, I think if you put those two in front of Drummond, he's like, okay, we need you to be a defensive presence. We need you to be a rim roller. We need you to be a lob threat, and we need you to gobble up as many boards as possible. And maybe Drummond operates a little better with some spacing alongside him because we didn't, we have not seen a lot of Kevin Love alongside Andre Drummond either. So Porzingis provides a little bit of that spacing as well. Maybe the fit's a little clunkier than it is Love, but I think that also might work too. But it's just interesting to think um, – you're like all the way out on this because I don't hate the idea on paper, but I just, I don't know, maybe the Mavs need a little bit of a jolt or something to kind of get them back into place because uh, I know there's a joke going around that people are saying the Mavs aren't going to make the playoffs and are locked on polls, but um, it's just a little surprising and a little disheartening to see how they've kind of stumbled out of the gate so far. And I mean, it's okay, but hopefully they get it together sooner instead of later. Yeah, I hope so, man. <laughs> I hope so. I think it, it. there's just been so many things that have gone wrong for this team, right? And missing all those guys from, from COVID. They're now coming back and recovering. Porzingis even was, you know, missed the first nine games of the season with an injury, so he's still kind of coming back, and his confidence is not there. And so just everything that could go wrong for this team at the, at the same time has gone wrong. Mm-hmm. And, uh, yeah, they just have to right the ship. And I don't think an Andre Drummond trade is the answer. Some people do think that, but, you know, we'll see. I don't think Drummond is a Carlisle guy at all, by the way. I don't know, the way yeah. that the way that it ended with Nerlens Noel, the way that it's ended with 
you know, pa- guys in the past, I think it would end sort of a, a very similar way. It's, it's, it would be a combination of the, the way the Nerlens Noel thing ended and the way the DeAndre Jordan thing ended in Dallas. Yeah. Mm. I think that's, I think that's a fair assessment, Chris. Like it's just, yeah. I, I, Drummond does not seem like a Carlisle guy. And I guess I never really thought about players in a similar ar- archetype as you would say in um, Drummond's case. Does Drummond eat hot dogs during games? Maybe. Or like when he's hurt? That's such a weird night. Does, does, it feels so long ago. Does Drummond eat hot dogs? He he. Are they even available right now? I don't think the media room's even open right now. So some teams they are, some teams they aren't. The Cavs. Well, no, not media rooms. That they meant. I'm just thinking media access. But that's where that's where Nerland's got the hot dog. Was the media room? True. So what a clip. I'm not sure if that's even open right now. I don't think it is. Where would it be like accessible? Eh, I don't even know if they have hot dogs in there normally. I'm sure he could get a hot dog if he wanted. The great locked on yeah. Cavs, locked on Mavs hot dog debate of 2021. This is what everyone comes here for. <laughs> well, folks. Well, if, hey. if you in our book club, we right, we there was an anecdote in there uh, in our past book club about how like a Cavs player went and bought like food before a game one. So um, yeah, but that was like, like back, back, back when they played for like a bowl of soup and half a loaf of bread, and now they're playing for millions <laughs> of dollars. They don't really need that. The Jackie Moon yeah, days. Exactly. Mm. The Mavs and Cavs have a lot of history, right? I mean, we, we have the Mavaliers back in. Uh, when, early, uh, the first LeBron year in Miami, I literally bought a Dirk is my homeboy shirt because they docked <laughs> the heat out, and I was one of those petty Cleveland fans for a moment in my life. So many Cleveland fans are on the Mavs bandwagon, and the Mavs really appreciated it. Um, the Cavs, are also, Cavs fans are also now are trying to tweet in the new existence that there's a large Sylvanian population in Cleveland. So um, just... just Oh yeah, true. Yeah, they've European had they've had population in Cleveland, but it's not like as big yeah, as Greek, Greeks and Slovenians are the two we're gonna bring up though. Like I don't know if they're like the Croatian thing. The Croatian that kind of died around his age, like went back to Israel. Yeah, it's okay. Yeah, uh, Nick, thank you. Sorry we couldn't get a deal done. Maybe we can. Maybe you could flip Torian, uh, flip Tim Hardaway for Torian Prince though. I'm interested in Torian Prince. I've, I always have since he was with the Nets, but. No. Yeah, I'm not sure he. I'm not sure uh, him for T- Hardaway Jr. would fix it either. Yeah, I don't think that work either. I like Torian a lot as well. I think I like his potential quite a bit. Um, I don't know how the Cavs may flip him this year, but I think that's a piece that maybe if Cleveland and Dallas really wanted to agree on a trade, to be this upcoming off season or next season because the Cavs want to try and use that expiring to get assets for him. Yes. All right. That's going to be it. Check out Lock the Mavs wherever you're listening to Lock the Cavs, or if you're on listening on Lock the Mavs, listen to Lock the Cavs wherever. You can lock the maps, but Nick, thanks, buddy. Glad we did this. Can you just call it Locked On Sexland? Can we just call it that forever? If David Locke is willing, we're in. <laughs> I don't know if we'd be able to officially change things because we've had some cert- we've had a couple deals done recently where we need to be more professional. But at, le- at least internally, we can call it Locked On Sexland. Mm-hmm.